two, one, boom. Hotep Jesus. Of all the Jesuses I know, he's the Hotepiest. Social scientist and YouTube host, Hotep Jesus. How the fuck do you get a name like Hotep Jesus? The one and only Hotep Jesus. Brian Sharp, better known to the world as Hotep Jesus. Hotep Jesus. Hotep Jesus. Hotep, Hotep, Hotep Jesus. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. Somebody said... What do you think you are? Some kind of Hotep Jesus? Ooh, and that's I was good. Just like, ooh, that's sexy. <laughs> yes, I do think I'm Hotep <laughs> Jesus. Good afternoon, Hotep Nation. Welcome to the Griff Report live Monday through Friday, 2 p.m. I'm your host, the Griff God. Hotep Jesus. Hotep Jesus. Hotep, Hotep, Hotep Jesus. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. Oh, this is a real Hotep, brother. Hotep to the chat. Hotep to the Hotep of Stannies. Hotep. And Hotep to our special guest today, BX, not from the Bronx, is joining us for a special edition of the Griff Report. BX, welcome to the channel. How you feeling today? Thanks. Yeah, good. Thanks for having me on. Uh, I guess we got kind of introduced casually via a Twitter tag, and here I am. Yeah, last week I was talking about, okay, so I had Rolo on, and um, we were, oh yeah, that was Pearly Things went on Fresh and Fit, and uh, Rolo didn't like that too much, so if you guys missed that, go listen to that episode I believe that one was um, the end of the Manosphere. And during that episode, your name was brought up, I believe, by one of your supporters. And they said, um, I believe somebody said, hey, you know, I should have her on. I was like, you know, I checked out your tweet and I was like, hell yeah. So without further ado, let's just hop right into that tweet and I'm going to read it and stop me where you think I should stop. And if I feel like I'm just going to stop, I'm going to stop, too. But let's take a look at this. So. This is a tweet here uh, you put out December 5th, 2023, and you said massive. The U.S. Department of Homeland Security paid nearly $700,000 to a counterterrorism NGO to intercept and divert Twitter traffic away from specific individuals in the manosphere. Rational Mail, Cobra Tate, Fresh and Fit, among others, were specifically named as targets. Now, I got to stop right there. Hotep, Jesus' name wasn't in there, was it? Uh, no, I don't think it was, no. All right. Let me know. If you if you ever find my name in this stuff, let me know, all right? Um, <laughs> Will do. Thank you. DHS, TVTP. What the hell is TVTP? Terrorist. The Targeted Violence and Terrorism Prevention Program. It's a grant program funded by Congress that goes to NGOs related to counterterrorism. So they've classified this as terrorism. <laughs> yes, they have. All right. Um, the purpose of the grant was to design a native tool to be used on Twitter to effectively suppress indiv individuals in the manosphere by diverting their audiences away from their content towards counter messaging content. Websites, podcasts, creators curated by the McCain Institute to counter hate speech and misinformation. The U.S. government has named the manosphere. Did they use the term manosphere? Yes. Oh, yes. Wow. Very specifically. The McCain Institute did. Yeah. And they're listing their top four terror threats. Okay. The U.S. government <laughs> has named the Manosphere as one of the biggest terror threats facing the U.S. Now, we got to stop right there. Chat. Uh, because right now, BX, there's this huge explosion of, um, you know, crying about the AI being racist towards white people and 
black people are hunting down white people and DEI, right? And mm-hmm. one thing I said was that, especially with DEI, um, DEI is not exactly an attack on white people. It's a, it's an attack on straight men, right? Um, straight conservative men, to be specific. So when I'm reading all of this, I'm reminded that, you know, my theory that they are attacking, you know, straight masculine conservative men, it's coming true. Like this is literally what you're you're supporting my my theory here with um, some real life evidence. Um, yeah, that's actually that's more correct than some of the. I've seen a lot of people respond to this with like claims that the Matrix is after the Manosphere and this and that, but I think that's a bit off base. You know, there's definitely layers to this uh, this agenda. Um, there's obviously a more superficial layer where just, you know, these, like these, we'll talk about in a bit, but this particular NGO has just got these like crazy feminist ladies who, you know, just hate the manosphere and want to censor them pretty much. And then you've got layers beneath that where you have, um, you know, Congress people and, and lawmakers and other political agendists who are really pushing more of a broadening of the term terrorism to include more people than just what we formerly thought of as, you know, ISIS, for example. Okay. Now you said that you don't agree that the matrix is attacks attack attacking men, or are you saying there should be, it's a little bit more specific than that. I think it's more complex, more nuanced than that. Okay. You know, well, first of all, I don't really use, I was just kind of using that as because that's what people have said. I don't really know what right. I still don't really understand what the matrix is supposed to be according to the red pill. Um, and, and you know, it's funny that I guess it's important to bring up that like, I don't really have any kind of connection to the manosphere at all. Um, you know, I, I've seen, obviously I've kind of, I've seen some of these characters, um, around Twitter and, you know, but I, I don't have any connection to that community. Um, this just happened to be the place where I found a grant where there were very specific names being, um, you know, like referenced as like creators being referenced. To me, that was really a pivotal moment because I've uh, been studying this targeted violence and terrorism prevention grant program for a really long time. Mm. And I don't like it. It stinks. All of it. All of it does. It's very, very suspicious and very, um, very transparent in what they're trying to do. Um, and so I've read a lot of these grants, but this one was the first time that I was able to actually blast it because it was so inflammatory. Um, but yeah, there's, this is a really, really extensive and, um, sinister in my opinion program, um, and a sinister, just a waste of taxpayers money. And there is definitely an agenda underlying it. And there's a lot of lies and, um, false data. And I guess you could call like ops kind of that are going on to try to justify, all of these uh, these studies and these targets. Um, so yeah, we can get into the nitty gritty of it later. But when I say matrix, I think I just mean like, yes, I think that in a way they are attacking, they're using white straight men in the manosphere to attack a much broader segment of society. And that segment in this case does appear to be the right wing in general. So again, more theories that we have in the HOTEP community where we see pushback for lack of a better term, um, towards some of these concepts that come out of the manosphere. And we responded and said, look, uh, these are paid agents, right? And, you know, uh, and, you know, we didn't have any evidence. It just seemed obvious from our own common sense and from our own POV. And now here we have DHS is actually funding it. This is, this is a real thing. They're saying, yo, we got a budget. If you want to fight these guys, we got a budget and we'll fund you. That's insane. All right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. 
let me let me hop back into this. Um, the conflation of incels. Let me make sure they can see it on the screen well here. The, all right. The conflation of incels with the broader manosphere as a justification for targeted counterterrorism ops, which can include aggressive aggressive surveillance and censorship, is part of a disturbing trend. The ever-broadening definitions of terrorism and extremism put forth by the U.S. government poses a real threat to the constitutional rights of law-abiding citizens. And I got to stop right here. I love the way you write. What is your background? Is it in writing? Is it in journalism? Or are you just uh, a smart chick? <laughs> well, actually, I, I work in uh, in the medical field um, as a, a an auditor, um, so I do investigations in, in the medical field, but I'm also a licensed private investigator, so I've also done a lot of investigations, and I, I, I guess I'm good at writing things in a way that gives people the information they need. Um, oh, interesting. <laughs> Dope. So th- this is, that's, you're actually an investigator. That's what you do. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Yeah. All right. So you're not just some chick In online. In several senses, I guess, of the word. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So you're not just some, you know, cute chick online LARPing. This is what you do. <laughs> okay. I like it. I like it. She got some real credentials behind her chat. All right, let's go to the next part. Even worse, the grant application and resulting reports suggest a large-scale collaboration of tech giants, NGOs, and U.S. government agencies to design and implement tools to counter hate and disinformation by diverting web traffic away from specific individuals and communities deemed harmful. What is harmful content, quote-unquote, according to the U.S. government? White supremacy, anti-government views, Foreign terror orgs, i.e. ISIS, and the Manosphere are the top four terror threats, according to the McCain Institute. Who the hell is the McCain Institute? Is this uh, Senator McCain? Uh, yeah, so it's a it's a foundation um, that's uh, located at the Arizona at Arizona State University. Um, the McCain Foundation, I mean, the lore around that's way beyond the scope of this, but like safe to say that it's got a lot of sketchy funding going in and out of it. Um, but this it's, ain't from it's, John McCain, is it? Well, he's the like he's the namesake of the institute. Yeah. Ah, yes. Okay. So, so it is associated with him. McCain. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, this is based around the McCain Foundation. So this is um their kind of branch of uh you know, when we talk about this stuff, you know, we can go into it, but um, you know, it's something that I've called the terrorism industrial complex. Mm-hmm. Um, you've probably heard of the censorship industrial complex uh mm-hmm. because of, you know, the Twitter files and all of that. And it's all very much connected to the same uh, kind of system um, or complex, right, of basically NGOs, non-government organizations, but are clearly government organizations, right, um, that are using American tax dollars in the form of grant funding to, um, you know, conduct studies and surveil and monitor, um, you know, monitor various segments of the population in America so that they can kind of study terrorism. Um, so they're getting this grant money and what they're doing is they're putting out all of these uh, result reports and results and they're working with um, social media platforms to, uh, you know, actually this is the machinery that censors you, right? They say, oh, you know what? We've done all these studies use, you know, under the McCain Foundation, you know, grant program for DHS. And we've determined that these guys are actually really dangerous to America. And we're using all of these, um, you know, these various tools and counterterrorism resources to kind of group everybody into this bucket. And then after that, they go, you know what? Okay, we've got the um, the justification now to kind of push out these tools 
and what we're going to nudge social media platforms to implement these tools against hate speech. Um, and, and we're going to, but to do that, they need to justify that you're terrorists first, right? So that they can actually justify doing it. Um, but it's the mental gymnastics involved with trying to turn the manosphere into a terror threat is what really interested me about this situation because it's silly. Um, and it's extremely complex because I have, you know, the, the way that I found this was that I was researching the incel community. Um, and I was researching it in the sense that it did not seem to be what they were making it out to be. I mean, I've been in there. I've been in that, that cesspool of a forum, which is just like mentally well people don't just go hang out there. Okay. It's a very mentally unwell place to be. There's a lot of mass shooter glorification. There's a lot of grooming people to become terrorists and to become mass shooters. Very obvious. Um, and so, you know, when I found out that these incel studies were being driven by federal grant money, I definitely had to raise an eyebrow and be like, well, why are they even allowing this place to exist? Because the people in there who are grooming kids to go commit mass shootings, it's not incels. It's not the manosphere. Like there's members of ISIS in there grooming kids to Wait, do I'm stuff. Confused. So like, who's yeah, go getting, ahead. Who's getting their money? Well, the so the the non the NGOs like the one that I'm talking about here in they the manosphere. Incel NGO. Yeah, well, it's a counterterrorism NGO that's focused on incels as a terror threat. Uh, okay, but you're saying yeah. that the incels legitimately are like grooming terrorism. No, no, no. Um, the terrorists are grooming incels, right? So basically, what what you have here oh. is that you have like you know these real sinister bad actors, foreign and domestic terrorists, right? Yeah. Who look for vulnerable populations that they can, um, you know, get to be. You know, ISIS is just an, a convenient like example. There's all right. kinds of different terrorists in there, but you know, you can be, hey, become a freedom fighter if you can't get laid. Then you can have all of these women once the West collapses, right? Like you'll be able to force women to to date you, right? So they're using, they're indoctrinating these people based on the fact that they're sexless, sad, mentally unwell people. Um, and that's why they're targeted by terrorists to do these things. And to me, that's something that should be obvious to any counterterrorism NGO or anyone, right? It's pretty obvious. So what was curious to me was that these people were going and making these elaborate studies around how the manosphere is actually to blame, and they're not actually mentioning what's really going on in there, which is really what caused me to kind of raise an eyebrow and start looking into this a little bit more deeply. Mm. Chat, if at any point during this um, discourse you have a question, a comment, or concern, go ahead and hit the super, send in a super, and I'll make sure that question gets to BX here. Um, okay, let's go back. Um, I want to pull up this video that you sent me. Hold on, give me a second. Let me pull that video up. Like I said, in the green room, you won't be able to hear it. It's about 45 seconds long. So I want to play this video for the chat and then we'll discuss it after. Uh, the caption here is this clip is from a presentation to U.S. Department of Homeland Security regarding a plan to implement a native tool on Twitter to hide tweets from Manosphere accounts and divert users to curated counter messaging accounts. They used Shadaya Knight as an example. Okay. Let's go to the clip and I'm going to play it in three, two, one. The diverting hate tool is a Twitter user experience design. In theory, this design would be informed by our robust database and network analysis to flag tweets and content that lead to misogynistic spheres where extreme beliefs and violence are encouraged. 
The tool acts natively within the Twitter platform to hide violative tweets and divert users to other healthier options, whether it be positive influencers, supportive community groups, or mental health resources. Currently, Twitter identifies and quarantines violative tweets. We feel that this is not the most effective approach to disrupting radicalization. We see an opportunity to provide relevant and healthy alternative paths for resiliency. The diverting hate tool. Wow, wow. You know, the first thing that comes to mind is, is how come it's always a white woman behind all this shit? <laughs> Actually, you might be surprised to learn that, like, you know how I mentioned that there's layers, right? Yeah. Um. Well, so surely, like, these these women just really hate you. They hate the manosphere, okay? Okay. And it's really obvious by watching them talk and, like, by reading their reports that they're just really, like, set on this idea that they're saving the world by censoring you guys, which is kind of silly. Yeah. But behind that team is a is a more senior person named Jason Blazakis, mm. who's actually running for um, Congress in New Jersey uh, this year. And that guy is um, very, very much focused on. Um, What's his name? Jason Blazakis, B L A Z A K I S. B L A what? B L A Z A K I S. I don't like his um, last name. <laughs> and he looks creepy too. Yeah, so here I can send you the tweet on that too. Um, but, you know, so this guy has actually gone on the record um, and said that um, so so he he used to work for um, the U.S. State Department. Right. And he's he's worked for Homeland Security and he's one of these counterterrorism experts. Um, and he did a Washington Post op ed uh, not too long ago that was arguing specifically for expanding the funding um, and like the authority of the FBI to, um, you know, work on these domestic extremism cases um, to include January 6th insurrectionists. He's very, very um, like vocal about how he wants to expand the definition of terrorism to include the insurrectionists. Um, and so you can see his political agenda is like he's wearing it on his sleeve. It's real obvious, right? Mm -hmm. uh, he also talks about how he wants the U.S. government to intervene in social media platform policies, persuade and nudge them to kind of enact favorable policies for them. Um, and he wants to use NGOs to do all of this. You know, he just outwardly says like he wants to use NGOs to identify these at-risk people and, and, you know, basically censor them because, you know, the government, oh, people don't trust the government. But really, the government doesn't have the authority to do these things, right? So he's being misleading here. Mm. Um, the, the government doesn't have the authority to monitor, censor, surveil, and suppress people. So what they do is they use these NGOs to do it for them so that they can get around, uh, you know, a loophole and kind of circumvent their legal authority to do it. Yeah, I was uh, reading uh, Confessions of an Economic Hitman, and uh, that's basically how he explained it was, you know, they were setting up, you know, shell companies in other countries and running the money through the shell companies and, you know, whatever it is that they want to do um, to topple other governments and create economic problems for foreign nations. But they do it under the guise of, you know, uh, a corporation of some sort. Mm -hmm. I think he was working for the NSA, if I'm not mistaken, in that book. Um, yeah, for sure. It's is definitely a really like, you know, large, complex situation. Later on in that thread that you just saw the video on, um, there's a woman named Erin Saltman, who's uh, part of this thing called Moonshot uh, CVE, 
which pioneered the Google redirect method. And that's something that was actually exposed a while back. Um, and this is basically, this is the Twitter version of Google redirect. And what Google redirect did was it, it determined what terrorists were looking for online. And, and it was, it, when it was designed, it's a, at its inception, it was geared towards um, ISIS, right? Which I don't think any of us really care that like, we're, we're trying to stop people from falling down ISIS rabbit holes. That seems to me like harder to like argue against, right? Mm -hmm. um, but in fact, these, these things we're seeing on Twitter have already been implemented in all, all these other um, social media platforms. Uh, and so what they're doing is when you search for something on Google, like how to join ISIS, right? It's not going to, it's the, the search results that it shows you, they're going to be targeted towards these like, almost like bait and switch sometimes. They're like bait and switch videos on YouTube, bait and switch websites that kind of make you think you're clicking on something to help you in your path towards radicalization, but it actually de-radicalizes you. It's actually stuff that was set up by the state to kind of like, you know, step you down off of that uh, ledge. But when they've expanded this now to the manosphere, it's gotten actually absurd, right? Because now it's like if you, instead of showing you a tweet from Rolo Tomasi, it's showing you that these like curated podcasts that you probably heard of and didn't even know that they were state funded, right? Mm -hmm. These are these like count, these are, um, this is what they call counter messaging, where they, um, they put these uh, influencers uh, in podcasts together, make it seem like it's a manosphere adjacent podcast, but really they're softening those ideas and trying to kind of lead people onto a different path, which I mean, I don't necessarily have a problem with them doing that as long as they're not censoring other people to do that, mm -hmm. if that makes sense, right? Let people decide if that's the content they want to see or not right? Mm. There's a reason that people are attracted to the manosphere and in particular, the more toxic um, areas of the manosphere. Uh, and I feel like by doing this, we're not actually addressing what's causing men to go there in the first place. What's causing men to identify as incels and causing men to kind of feel this way needs to be addressed rather than just kind of basically throwing a blanket over it and trying to just throw a blanket over your head and lead you in a different direction, Mm. Um, which is deceitful. And it's a violation of the First Amendment when they're specifically targeting um, individuals who are just practicing their free speech. Damn. See, you got me thinking now, because the last time I was on Fox News, I had on my Men of Water shirt and it ain't called me back since. So now I'm thinking like maybe I look like a terrorist to those people in the mm. offices at Fox News. <laughs> oh, shit. Damn. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Um, this is like, obviously, this is just one specific, like I said, this is just the one specific time that I was able to find something to blast out there because, um, you know, there's uh, 10 to $20 million of congressional funding flowing to these uh, NGOs every year through the DHS TVTP grant program. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I don't think that I've ever really seen one that I didn't have questions about. They're very, uh, they really do toe the line of constitutionality a lot of times. Um, and you know, and it's, and it's a double-edged sword because I'm not the type of person who's going to come out here and just be like, you know, defund the entire government. We don't need them anyways. I mean, I think that we do need people resources fighting actual terrorism, right? But when the funding is going to these like obvious, uh, you know, political, politically motivated, uh, avenues, uh, that really like who's, who has the manosphere hurt? Right. What has Pearl Davis committed a terror attack like ISIS? No. Right. There's no there's no actual um, funded, centralized terror organization here. They're targeting a very broad spectrum of people on the Internet. And this includes people. Um, and, you know, the, the target, I say, you know, you would think, well, 
Rolo was targeted by censorship. Pearl was targeted by censorship. But their audiences are being targeted, too. It's the audiences of these people who are actually being targeted. Um, and they're trying to basically send you down an alternate pathway so that you don't, you know, view that content. Um, and, uh, you know, all of this kind of also feeds into what I was saying earlier about they want to use incels, they want to use this, this uh, manosphere, this toxic manosphere, um, as a, a means to justify expanding the definition of terrorism to include, like you said earlier, I mean, yeah, straight white men, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. on the, we're on the right of center, right? So they're, they're using this to definitely target the right wing. That's the big picture here. Mm. Now, in your in your investigation, you mentioned here Rolo, Andrew Tate, Fresh and Fit Pod. Um, so, what what information did you uncover? Like, why did their name appear in the report, or how did it appear in the report? I know you have a screenshot here, but is there anything to add to that? Yeah, so it's actually kind of funny. So this program was called Diverting Hate. And when I originally found, stumbled upon this, I found their reports in a Google Drive online. They had them like connected to this website associated with them. So I started to read their reports and I started blasting out their reports too. I mean, like, here's the proof. Like these people are writing these long winded reports about how harmful these people are. And some of it was like so silly. I mean, you're, it's, you're like, can't help but kind of chuckle about how, how dumb it all seems, right? Um, well, as soon as I started blasting those reports, they took them off offline fast. They like tried to bury it. It was like super obvious too, because a bunch of people had already seen the tweet, already had the report. They're like, what happened? It's not on their website anymore. It's like, yeah, they're, they realized they screwed up by putting it there in the public. But the funny thing is, is that some of the people that were listed in that report have nothing to do with the manosphere at all. Like Samira Khan, who I kind of just like, I, I know her like by, you know, through Twitter or whatever, I messaged her. I'm like, do you realize that you're in this like DHS manosphere report that basically calling you a terrorist because you tweeted about Andrew Tate one time? And she's laughing her butt off because she's like, dude, I'm, you know, she actually is like this very geopolitical type of person. And she's like, they're, that's what they're going to call me a terrorist about, right? I tweeted about Andrew Tate once. So those are the kind of people who they were talking about in these tweets. It's like they were really sp uh, focusing on women. It seemed like women in the manosphere because, uh, and since there's not that many examples, I guess they were just really reaching hard. But um, I guess for any of us who, I mean, I guess if, if you're an outsider who doesn't know much about the manosphere and you read that, yeah, you'd probably be pretty convinced, right? But for those of us who've been in this space, and, and we're laughing when we read it because we're like, this is like actually so absurd to call this terrorism, right? Mm, yeah. We're talking about Twitter. You're calling a tweet about Andrew Tate terrorism. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So <laughs> I had two questions that popped in my mind. I, I want to start right here. We gotta, we gotta start conspiracy theorizing here. Let's do it. What if, what if they have planted actors inside of the manosphere? Oh, they absolutely have done that. Oh, that's not a conspiracy, but go ahead. Wait, no, go ahead. You, <laughs> take it, take, take it from there. What do you mean? I mean, well, yeah, well, you know, if we're going to go conspiracy, like I can take this two different angles. One of them is that they planted these actors already via these counter messaging programs. Right. Mm -hmm. And so they're, they're already funding these people to have these podcasts that are kind of manosphere, but softer. Right. right. Yeah. Um, that was and, my uh, second question, but yeah. Continue. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of the first level of that, of having these kind of people who are pushing. And then, you know, I, I'm not going to get too far into this, but um, I think eventually it will start to come out that there are other people that you probably definitely heard of 
who are there to either stir division or, um, you know, a narrative control, trying to, to guide the public's interest in, or trying to guide the public's opinion of the manosphere by associating it with certain things that are really bad and harmful, right? Those like one bad apple destroys the entire thing. Right. And that's not and that that's a conspiracy. However, this is something that historically the government has done over and over and over and over and over again throughout history. So it ain't new. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, this is, is the grift report, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's where we at. <laughs> OK, so it's not outside of reason. Uh, to think or to conceive that some of the right-wing manosphere influencers could be plants. Because we I know we have the plants. I would say that is very, decks. very likely. Yeah. Very, very likely. You got any suspects? Almost, almost un, almost un, indisputably, yeah. You got any suspects? Oh, uh, not that I'm gonna air right now. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you I know, tried, um, I tried, y'all. <laughs> in addition to larger people, right? There's also a lot of smaller influence accounts that that come and go that you might notice. Uh, you know, I guess that a red flag, if you were to look out for these types of suspicious actors, would be that they change their ideologies a lot through over the years, right? So, like, they started out work, you know, working at this journalist outlet that was more left, and now all of a sudden they're a neo-Nazi. That's a pretty big red flag, right? Um, so th that's just one example I could say. You could probably start looking around now and going, hmm, yeah, that is weird, right? What's up with that? Yeah, ask those questions, right? We don't have to make accusations, but we can ask those questions. <laughs> Yo. You hit the nail on the head. I got to keep BX close. This is, <laughs> this is not going to be our last conversation. Oh, man. Oh, man. I Like, I can't believe that the DHS Manosphere thing just happened in December. It feels like it's been a whole year for me. I mean, I do wild stuff research-wise online. Um, I do a lot of stuff in the child advocacy space, trying to focus on, like, you know, um, child child predators, child predator networks and stuff. Mm. It's been really crazy for me, but yeah, so you know, I, um, I saw you all of this yeah. stuff kind of like, it's weird how all of this stuff kind of like converges in strange areas. Right. Um, when it comes to like, especially the grooming aspect that I was talking about, you know, how terrorists are, ac are actually grooming incels um, in the incel forum. They're, they're, uh, you know, to an extent, they're also grooming white supremacists. And now, Keep in mind, these people were already white supremacists, right? right They're right. already there. But yeah. the, the bad actors who may be foreign funded, we don't really know, um, are, are joining their communities and getting close and trying to gain roles at like higher levels so that they can guide them towards political violence, because that's what the goal is, right? And the same thing is happening with the incels. And now I'm pretty sure that everybody, every one of these people I've named in this uh, DHS Manosphere expose tweet, all of them are aware of this. They definitely are. Um, and so I think that the, the most damning thing to me is that they have at the expense of like our actual domestic safety, right? Which would be, let's actually address how people are being groomed into being mass shooters online. Who's grooming them? Can we find this person? Why don't we ever figure out who these people were talking to on the internet? That's that's the core, right? And the fact that they're too involved with pushing their political agendas and, and trying to get, um, you know, I guess uh, bullet points for their congressional campaign and stuff like that, 
they're doing so at the expense of actual counterterrorism work, which bothers me a lot. Mm. Um, now, I do think that there are good people in counterterrorism working more on like the domestic terrorism side who do actually do the nitty gritty stuff. And it's just not as overt, right? We're just not seeing what they're actually doing, um, which makes it hard for us to defend them, right? Because all we can see are these like crooked NGOs with their rackets, like pilfering grant money to push out these censorship initiatives. We're not actually able to see what what are they actually doing. Um, I still hold out hope that they are doing something. I am not completely gone yet. Mm. Um, I like to keep out hope that there are a lot of good people, especially, and I've seen a lot of the good people because I've done a lot of the child trafficking, child advocacy, child predator networks, um, pedophile networks and stuff. And there are really good, good people in the government, FBI and stuff who are working really hard to catch these guys and stop them. Right. That, that does still exist. There it are still exist. good people. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You can't just say everybody, every FBI agent is a mark. You know, you can't just say right. there's actually some people that do do good work in there. Uh, you well, you can, to... but you have to keep in mind that, that sowing distrust in the government is another one of the same agendas that these types of domestic and foreign actors want to see distrust in the government. And they want you to believe that everyone in the government is out to get you because that's another like kind of strategy that they can use to radicalize people. Mm. Um, and, you know, the people who get radicalized, when I say radicalized, I'm not talking, this is a something that was getting confused a lot when I was talking about this manosphere incel stuff. When I say radicalized, I'm not talking about how someone became an incel. Someone right. became an incel because of a variety of life circumstances combined with probably some of the media that they're uh, absorbing online, right? But that's more of like, just an indoctrination into like kind of a life, you know, and it's very nuanced and it has to do with their life, their life status, right? When I say radicalized, what I mean is that now someone is taking them and, and exploiting that pre-existing kind of, you know, notion that they're an incel or whatever, and they're exploiting that to push them towards political violence, right? Um, and it's much more extreme level. So we're not talking about how someone became an incel. That's, that's a different conversation that we should be having for sure. Right. But, but what we're seeing is that once they're already an incel, now they're a target for actual terrorists. Um, and that is happening. Uh, so I would like to talk about that. I would like to have a bigger discussion about that. I would like to for people to stop calling me a conspiracy theorist for saying stuff like that, because everybody in the government knows that it's true. I'm not out here trying to claim that the FBI is grooming terrorists because of X, Y, Z. No, I mean, like, I do believe that these people are real terrorists. And I just don't know why our congressional funding isn't going towards finding out who those people are and finding ways to stop them, as opposed to taking the output of their radicalization, like let's say an incel mass shooter, right? And then using that to justify censoring the manosphere, which is what's actually happening. That's correct. So to me, that's atrocious. And it's, um, you know, it's a waste of taxpayer money. I think that they should dissolve all of these people and give us all a refund on our taxes for it, to be honest. Thanks. I would like to start seeing people, once these things are exposed, I would like to see the government start paying the taxpayers back. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I would definitely enjoy that. Yeah, I, I always said this, you know, a couple of years tax exempt status wouldn't hurt too. You know, give them, um, let, let me not pay taxes and not file and just mind my own <laughs> business, but you know, it's wishful thinking. <laughs> Um, of the groups that are, you know, um, I forget the technology name. You said Google divert. Redirect. Yeah. Redirect. Okay. So mm -hmm. the Google redirect, um, 
are there names podcasts that you can provide that they're redirecting people to, or is it generally just some beta cook shit? So, so Google redirect was kind of a different, that was like the precursor to all of this, but these, they do use the same, um, you know, this is, this is nuanced, but it, it actually comes down to they're using AI surveillance and AI data scraping to basically search for keywords that they've identified as being associated with harmful terrorist rhetoric. And some of those are really silly, like black pill was one of their their most dangerous words. So this word black pill is actually so dangerous, guys. We need to use massive AI resources to scrape Twitter to see who's looking for this word. And then we need to kind of figure out strategies to censor and suppress that word. So that's where it gets really 1984, right? Because who's actually behind these keywords? Who are the people who are actually like training this this system? Because if you get the wrong person training the system, then obviously it becomes a powerful po- a political tool, right? Um, and so that's what I see as has having happened. Now, as far as who they're diverting it to, now the diverting hate was really uh, you. If you go back to that picture um, that's in that main tweet, you can see. Um, let me see if I can find it. Well, I think you have it up, but yep. you know, it, you see up. this image. It says, "We aim to target the manosphere," and yep. the pictures in there is Rolo Tomasi's one of the Andrew Tate's another one, mm-hmm. and then the other one is Right Wing Cope, which is like a, a <laughs> which is a, twi- a Twitter account that makes fun of the right wing. Um, so these people are just—they're honestly really dumb. Um, <laughs> and there's, anyways, there's a there's an arrow that says, you know, we aim to target the manosphere by surfacing positive male influencer. They're diverting people away. From these guys and towards these other podcasts here, you can see um, you've probably heard of some of them like uh, Man Alive, the Mankind Project. Um, so uh, Man Enough, that's a big one. And uh, these are these podcasts are are probably getting state funding to kind of participate in this program where they're de-radicalizing people who um, the, the these uh, government initiatives have um, identified as being terrorists. And what's even worse is that if you start to look at some of these, uh, you know, these men alive and man enough and stuff, a lot of them are trying to sell you things. They're selling like thousand dollar, you know, um, programs and like retreats and manhood retreats and like books and, uh, you know, uh, self-help seminars. And so it's not even like free resources. Yeah. Like this guy, you know, he's, he's trying to sell you stuff. So it's kind of like, not really nonprofit at all, right? They're pushing you towards platforms that are absolutely for profit. Mm. Now, when we did our research, um, we did a competitive analysis when we launched menoforder.com. And I remember I remember this website, Men Alive, did come, did come up. Um, male menopause, Lord have mercy. What the hell are they talking about on here? Um, so let's let's find another one, right? So we have Men Alive. What's the other one you said? Uh, I think that the bigger one was, let me see what it is, Man Enough. Man mm-hmm. Enough podcast. That's a big one. Rolo had mentioned it. I forgot what the guy's name is, but he's like a huge uh, figure. If you go to Man Enough podcast. Yeah, I see. Uh, yeah. What's his name again? He Oh, Justin Baldoni. Okay. And he basically the Man Enough podcast exists for him to sell his book, which mm-hmm. is called Man Enough. Um, yeah. And it, again, it's one of these softening, they're trying to soften what the manosphere is about and trying to give you something that'll take you down 
a less toxic path and like, you know, which again, I don't have a problem. Like it's, it's his free speech to put this content out. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's the, it should be our freedom to decide who we want to listen to. Right. We shouldn't be coerced or guided um, at the expense of other people. Uh, so that we're basically, um, you, there was something really spooky that one of them said, I want to find it so I could say it exactly. Um, but they had said, um, I'm trying to find it. Uh, they, I'm, I'm trying. I've all paraphrased, no, right? No, no, they go said, ahead and try to find it while I look at. I'm going to pull up this article I have right here while you try to find that. Ten influential men transcending <laughs> masculine style norms, including Kid Cudi performing an address on SNL. What the fuck? <laughs> Yo, fam, they are saying. Google, when you type in Rolo Tomasi or something like that, or one of these wrong keywords, they're going to send you to a website that tells you it's okay to wear a dress. <laughs> Fam. It's pretty Hotels. sinister. No. Um, Do you see this? Do y'all see this on my screen? What? Transcending masculine style norms. Kid Cudi. See how they do the black man, y'all? Y'all see how they do the black man? They said, let's go get the black man and say, look, the black man can wear a dress. So can you, white man. This is wild. Here are 10 male celebrities who wear their masculinity on their sleeve. Oh, my God. This is an article about men in dresses. Hey, yo. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've got it here. So this is this came from a rand. Um, a, this came from a uh, Rand Corporation report about redirect in Twitter and Google and stuff. Uh, Send Google me the redirect. Link. Um, well, I only have a little snippet on my screen. I have to. Oh, okay. It's so, a PDF. Right, so, 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 it's, so go ahead, read, read some um, of it out to us. Yeah. So it says social media sites such as Twitter are flagging and removing content. Oh, this is actually I, I'm wrong. This is from the the grant proposal for diverting hate. Um, it says social media sites such as Twitter are flagging and removing content that violates their platforms. However, there is an opportunity to redesign the feeds users are operating inside of via product design and targeted digital advertising. Our research shows that providing an off-ramp for at-risk and vulnerable individuals who are engaging with in-cell content increases access to services which build protective factors. They love to use like really like long-winded ways of saying that they're they're uh, redesigning your feed. In other words, if you search for something in the search bar, it's going to show you something else instead, mm. right? And the more of those kind of uh, things you engage with and follow, the algorithm will just start sending you more and more and more of that content. So instead of seeing more and more and more Manosphere content, you're seeing more and more and more McCain Institute content, which is probably even more sinister, to be honest. I mean, if you've ever looked into the McCain Institute. If you're in a conspiracy rabbit holes, whew, that's a big one. Mm. Um, but, but yeah, so they're re, you know, it was spooky to me to hear them say that they're redesigning a, your feed, right? Mm -hmm. uh, they're, they're targeting you. First of all, they're scraping all of your Twitter data, dumping, dumping you into these demographics uh, that go, Oh, these people are more likely to be incels because they're white straight men who follow these specific creators. And now those people, we're going to redesign their feeds so that instead of seeing what they're searching for, they're seeing what we want them to see, which is extremely 1984 and spooky. I don't care what it's about, right? I, I, I would just, I don't understand why we can't just tell people the truth. This has been my, my issue with all of these kinds of, of little, you know, things. They want to lie to you. They don't want, want you to know what's actually going on. It's kind of this like, oh, don't worry, guys. 
We know what we're doing. We're from the government. We're here to help. Trust us. You don't need to know what's actually going on. But if you were to tell incels what's actually going on and be like, yo, don't go to that website. It's like literally full of like terrorists, like ISIS and also feds watching everything you do so that they can make arrests on you. Maybe don't go there. It's mm -hmm. dangerous, right? Uh, instead of kind of just sneakily trying to like work around and guide them to different locations, it's too, it's sinister, right? And you're yeah. not, you're not addressing the root cause of the problem, which is that we do have terrorists preying on um, our vulnerable young men and our, especially our vulnerable young white men. Those are very, very big targets. And right now, you know, I'm going to go ahead and say it, right? Transgender people are targets of these same group of, of actors. Mm. Um, you, you start to notice that you saw a big wave of white supremacy, uh, you know, linked mass shootings a couple years ago, right? Mm -hmm. um, you had the Buffalo shooting, you had all, you know, all these like really anti-LGBT, yeah, neo-Nazi type stuff, right? And then all of a sudden you start seeing incels. Now there's incel shootings, right? There's um, now there's transgender shootings. So this isn't happening organically. Mm. Um, this isn't just like be, it's not happening because they're trans. It's it's happening because these these bad actors, these terrorists, are targeting transgender individuals, um, and they're vulnerable mm. in a lot of the same ways that incels are, right? Um, yeah, they activating them. Yeah, yeah they already pretty got much. a mental illness, so they're exploiting the fact that they got a mm -hmm. mental illness. Well, yeah, a lot of these uh, studies have come out to show that incels are largely autistic, for example. Mm. Um, and, you know, that's I think that that's important. Right. It's important to to note that, um, you know, our autistic individuals are being targeted by bad actors. Mm -hmm. That's something that the public should be aware of. Yeah. Um, the fact that LGBT kids are being targeted by bad actors is something we should be aware of. That's mm -hmm. where what, what we should be talking about mm -hmm. um, is how these kids vulnerabilities are now being exploited. Um, I think it's really important. Mm, mm, mm. You got kids? Yeah, I have a six-year-old daughter. Do you? Oh, that's beautiful. Tell her I said what up. Tell her who tapped Jesus said hi. I will. Um, it's terrifying though to be a mom and like you know, and it's having seen the the stuff that these child disgusting people are doing online. It's like really, how am I going to protect my kid? You know? It's it's tough having kids. It is. It, it's like how do you protect them from everything and at the same time give them enough freedom to you know scratch their leg, right? And 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 learn uh, from their mistakes. It's it's a very creepy time. I I agree with that. Uh, I started homeschooling my boys because I just didn't want them turning into gays. Um, this and uh, you know, uh, as you can see, uh, it's been an explosion of that with kids. So I had to pull them out because there's no way the school is about to tell my kid it's okay to be gay. It's not. Um, not my kid. You can do whatever you want with your kid, but don't tell my kid that shit's acceptable because it's just not acceptable. In uh in our nation, um, I I can't I can't help but I have to go back. Ten influential men transcending masculine style norms, and then they got a list of men in dresses. This is what they pushing. This is then they threw Billy Porter up here. The Billy there's nothing about Billy Porter that says man. Nothing about him says man. And then they got all types of they got Jaden Smith up here. So you what is go this in, from? Is this from Man Enough? This is from manenough.com. If you go to the top and you hit read, oh my God. you'll it'll take you to their blog. Because that's what I was I wanted to see what blogs we had, you know, to yeah. really see what's the message and put it out here. So imagine you got a son and your son's just, you know, on his uh laptop and he's growing up and he's in it girls now and he's like 
types in the word masculinity or manosphere or something like that, hoping to get, you know, <laughs> some some sort of insight into becoming a man. And then he gets this shit. Yeah, and you know, you're bringing up another really good point, which is that, um, you know, do you think that this actually works? Like, do you think it actually works when someone's already looking for Angie Tate or they're already looking for Rolla Tomasi, they're looking for incel stuff, and all of a sudden they see like, oh, actually, I'm going to watch this podcast about how it's how I should cross-dress and be, uh, you know, more feminine. Like, obviously, this bait-and-switch tactics have not been proven to be successful whatsoever because they don't work, right? Um, and a really good example of this is that they used to do this with the neo-Nazi white supremacy stuff back before the Manosphere was the boogeyman white supremacists were. And what they were doing was they were putting out these thumbnails like I could show you this YouTube page where that's curated by DHS and mm. what they do is they they give they put uh, Google puts ads on these YouTube pages so if you search for neo-nazi content or white supremacy content it pops up this video and the thumbnail looks like you're about to watch like some like Nazi girl you know oh yeah a Nazi girl I'm gonna click on that and it's actually somebody talking about how they're a former extremist and extremism is bad actually mm. and you should love everybody and like you know the, the criticism against that is like how many of these like people who are already white supremacists are gonna watch that and go oh you're right I've changed my mind I'm no longer a white supremacist that that did it that's all i needed was to see some bait and switch video by you know dhs um and so it's actually ridiculous and one of the criticisms was that also they can't really gauge this they can't gauge how successful this is right there's really no way other than click-through rate seeing how many people actually click on it um they can't actually see if those people have changed their ideas at all and so one of the solutions for, um, you know, how do we actually um, gauge effectivity of these campaigns was for DARPA, of course, to come in and design um, a tool on YouTube. So DARPA designed a tool on YouTube where, like, if you comment below a video, DARPA can then track all of your other comments on other videos and assign it an extremism score. So they can see, oh, how did this person respond? Did they respond favorably to this video? Is their comment less extreme than it was before? And that's no joke how they're trying to gauge the effectiveness of these uh, these uh, diversion counter messaging campaigns, mm. which like, sure, that's all they're using it for, of course. Definitely right. no other uses for that. Um, exactly. <laughs> But, but yeah, it gets really deep and wild. But to when answer you really your question, no, I don't. Th I don't think it works. In fact, again, coming back to when we did a competitive analysis over at menavoted.com, I came back to the guys and I told them because I'm a marketer by trade, so we do competitive analysis before you even begin drawing out your marketing plan. And I told the guys, I'm like, do y'all realize we literally have no competition? Because when you go to Google, it's saying put on a dress. So it would be like the only website that's not telling men to put on a dress. And it was it was really it was really eye opening for me to see um, like men's health uh, dot com and some of the uh, more legacy media outlets taking on this more. I seen one of them was telling men to wear Rihanna's underwear or shit like that. What was her brand called? I forget. Fenty. It was like men can wear panties. Oh, too. yeah. I use her makeup. It's really nice. Yeah. But it was like men should wear panties, too. And I'm just like, this is this a men's website. Like, so it's like, no, it's not going to work. And it's only going to make the content that exists outside of that more powerful, more potent. But I have another question for you. Um, <laughs> you said black pill was a key word. Well, uh, amongst this list of keywords, what else exists inside of that um, that filtration system they have that they're targeting? 
Yeah, you actually read my mind because I, I wanted to talk about that a little bit more. Um, and yeah, so these these key words that they're using, that to me, that's more important than the the curated content they're trying to push you to, because ultimately what they're doing is they're, and this is what Google Redirect also does. This is what, um, so you have Google Redirect, which is kind of like the tool, right? The, the online native tool that, that does this. And then behind it, you have an organization called Moonshot. Um, and Moonshot is an NGO that uh, one of their, the key things that they do is they, they manage this AI surveillance machinery that builds these databases of keywords and to use for their, to train their algorithm to recognize hate speech. Um, and that's where things get really sinister, right? Because the people behind those that training that AI, if they're biased, then the database is biased, right? Then they're, then, then by proxy, they're censoring people based on what the, the, you know, the AI was trained to do. And so one of the, the, um, NGOs that was associated with that, I found a website. This is really funny. You're going to like this. Um, but it was a web, it was another NGO campaign where they basically were trying to, um, use an AI tool to find where there were like bad words being used, like racist words being used. Okay. And then they would use this bot to comment underneath it and say, for every like this tweet gets, we're going to donate it to, you know, the men's, I don't know, African American Men's Association or something, right? Yeah. To kind of, to, to get these people to delete their tweets or whatever, which it sounds kind of harmless, right? That doesn't sound too bad. However, um, what they're what they're doing, right? They're this is another part of them just training these AI surveillance machines to detect all of these words. And if you go to their website, they have this promotional video where they're like, "We have stopped eight million harmful words from showing up on Twitter, like this one." And they show a tweet with like the N word. They're like, "See, we stopped all these people from seeing this on Twitter." I'm like, "Why would you put it on your promo video? You showed it to everybody. It was really dumb." Um, and they also have, this is where I started to see, like, they have this, like, list of, of things, like, did you know that strings of emojis can be used to express hate? And it would be, like, a, a lamp or something. It will be, like, this means you're part of the KKK. And you're, like, what? <laughs> what does that so even you're, mean? You're teaching me and shit. <laughs> yeah, but also it's just, like, what do you, like, some of the stuff was so ridiculous. Like, they redefined words. Like, um, they there was a thing where it showed up, cuck. Right. We all kind of know what cuck is, a cuckold, like a man who watches his wife get railed. Right. Yeah. Well, they had redefined the word cuck to mean a man who's inadequate due to his lack of racist or extremist views. So these cucks over here redefining the word to make it seem like if you're called a cuck, it just means you're not a racist Wait, guy. So don't this? worry. It's in one of my my threads about this. It's actually was super it funny. Uh, oh, so that was, um, that was called, uh, love, not hate. Um, uh, but it was connected oh, yeah. to Moonshot because they're using the Moonshot database to do this. But the, but they're also important because they were the ones who were responsible for getting these, um, I'm trying to find this for you. Uh, but they were responsible for getting these, um, uh, you know, platforms and, uh, they get like former extremists, former extremists, right? Mm -hmm. Basically, like literal neo-Nazis who have been turned into it, like been busted at Charlottesville or something. And now they have to like correct their ways. So they look better to the court. That's something you see very commonly. And now they're getting paid by these NGOs to participate in think tanks where they come up with these words that could mean hate. And it's easy to see how bad actors could just get in there and troll people. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, and so that's actually how the, they're act actively building these databases off very suspicious kind of, um, sources. I'm trying to find this now because you'll get a kick out of it if I show you the the cuck thing. Please do. Um, 
Um, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, you got a question for BX. We're going to go ahead and get those handled. Uh, just hit the super, drop, drop us some cash with the super, and we'll read your question before she heads out. We're about to land a plane here soon. Um, I do have Moon shot on the screen. This is pretty wild. Um, you're going to uh, pull up the uh, document with the cuck hole, but it's definitely some 1984 shit. Well, it was a website, but, and again, like I, I, I made the mistake of showing it on stream one time, forgetting that their video actually just drops the end bomb <laughs> at like the very be I'm like, why would you do that to me, man? I'm on Twitch. Um, now you're, now you're one of it's the like, I swear it's a counterterrorism website. I promise. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, that, that tweet that I just sent you, it's, uh, right, that's where it up. shows that from the, there's a lot more. I mean, like the emojis. Um, oh, wow. Look at this. Look at this y'all. Um, and the quotation is specifically from their, um, their website. Inadequate man due to lack of racist and extremist views. <laughs> I laughed so hard at that kid. <laughs> cuck equals inadequate man due to lack of racism. Wow. Imagine just a bitter man, a, a bitter cuck who was tired of being called a cuck, so he decided to just use this NGO with state funding to like redefine it so that he could feel better about being called it. Yeah. <laughs> wow, this is some straight up 1984 shit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's definitely just redefining words. Mm. Um, yeah. Damn. Um. Let me go to the Your super. tax dollars paid for this, by the way. Yeah, yeah, they did. And they continue to pay for it. And more money's more budget being put aside for this. Uh Mr. Anonymous says, uh, BX is a beast. Get him. Thank you for the five dollar super. Yeah, she's she's a she's a monster. Um and I mean that in the nicest way possible. <laughs> uh Steph Colonel, thank you for the ten dollar super. The manosphere is being scapegoated to justify government overreach. Uh, people who subscribe to the manosphere don't have a terrorist bone in their body. They'll probably off themselves before others. Lord Jesus, step Colonel. I mean, I, yeah, I, it's sad because like these incels are very, very uh, susceptible to suicide ideation as well. Right. Mm -hmm. They don't need to be studied like lab rats and used to censor the manosphere. They actually need help, um, like actual resources, not dumb bait and switch stuff. That's just meant to push a left wing political agenda. Yeah. Uh, hold on. Um, Leon 008, thank you for the $10 super. He says, incels are blue pill. They just want to be loved. Most people don't truly want, want to understand how the world works. Uh, Black pill is watching the end of margin call. It's knowing why Obama made 2008 deal. Yeah, I, I can, I can probably agree with that on, on, on many, um, different levels. So yeah, is there a that's list? a whole nother conversation, but incels, yeah. right? Like they start out as, you know, just, there's always been sexless men or men who have a trouble finding mate. That's every, every part of the animal kingdom has had that forever. Right. Right. It's only recently that they've been given an identity and clumped into these, like uh, these communities where they're pushed these really harmful ideas like the black pill, right? Like saying, there's no hope guys just lay down and rot and give up because they want you to give up. They want you to, to like, I'll be honest. They want you to kill yourself. They want mm. incels to die. Um, I've seen it with my own eyes, them pushing the you know, same people pushing them to become mass shooters are pushing them to kill themselves mm. um, or mm. pushing mass shooting as an alternative to suicide. Yep. It's very dark um, and, and it's it's abhorrent. And we need to address that as a society. Uh, before we go, where can we find that list of keywords? 
I don't have it. I can't. I have to go search Can for it and find it. Get it for it, me. It's a, at, at some right. later point, and I will share it. DM it to me when you find it. I'll share it on another uh, stream. But that's super important, basically, for me. I just want to know what keywords Here's to Here's the avoid. website. Here's, oh, oh, okay, that database? Now, that's what I think. Now, okay, I'll send you this because this has some of the emojis and stuff. It's in their video, the one that has the N-word, so don't play it on stream. Okay. Um, but, um, yeah, yeah, okay. counter counter extremism, by the way. But also, um, you know, the actual database words are something that I'm interested in. However, they didn't actually disclose all of their database words, and I would mm -hmm. like them to, which is why I was encouraging Manosphere creators like Rolo Tomasi, um, I don't know, Andrew Tate, but, you know, Andrew Tate, whatever podcast, Fresh and Fit, all of them were named in this report. And in my opinion, they were targeted by the government. Their First Amendment right was attacked uh, in, in a in a government funded capacity and they should sue uh they should try to get a, a freedom of information act request uh, on those diverting hate people to try to see exactly what was in that report mm. and when they deny the foia which they will then they can actually sue the biden administration over it mm. and i really think that's what they need to do in order to stop this from happening you have to hold the government accountable i can't do that i can only show you what's happening it's up to you to take the next step and realize that you've been bamboozled by the government and that there are actually outlets there are things that you can do to remediate that um, but they have to do it right and it mm. might not a lot of them don't take it seriously enough because it's because like i said it's goofy and you're laughing about it and you're like this is silly and dumb right um but at the same time it's very serious because this is indicative of a much greater problem a big harm that's being caused not just to the manosphere but to all types of, of individuals um the entire right wing i mean it, it, you think that it's white straight men today but tomorrow it could be somebody completely different could be you, right? Depending on just like the the way the tides turn with political, um, you know, situations. Yeah. And so I do think that they need to take it seriously and uh, hold the government accountable for possibly, um, you know, costing them revenue. They could have cost them money, you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. It's it's costing me uh, a lot. Um, I mean, you know, I want to say since last year at some point all growth on all my social media channels has completely ceased and come to a complete close. <laughs> so um, I'm at the point now where I'm just going to contact an attorney and get my FOI request and see what, what happens. Yeah. I mean, anybody in the manosphere, right? Because like uh, all we could see here are the public facing reports. Yeah. That doesn't mean that you weren't targeted by this or a similar uh, initiative. Right. It just means that we didn't see it in the report that they accidentally made public and then removed immediately after they got blasted. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is BX on X. She's on X. If you go to her X profile, um, you will see um, her Beacons link. It'll take you to all her links, and you can follow her on various social networks. Uh, BX, thank you for a great, great conversation. I feel vindicated. You know, I come on here and I spew all my conspiracy theories. Sometimes I don't have the evidence. And then you came in and you were just like dump the entire barrel on us. Like, here's your evidence. So yeah, really it's silly because that. it's like I don't have any attachment to the manosphere or whatever, but I'm just like this random woman online. You're welcome, I guess. You're our, um, you're our hero now. <laughs> yeah, people, that's so funny. Like, I really don't have any attachment to the manosphere. I just want to see the government start straightening it out. I just want to expose um, these things when I can and try to, you know, push for transparency um, and yeah, you can follow me on VX underscore on underscore X. And like you said, that there's a link in my bio. You can buy my art, you know, there are a lot of ways to support um, the stuff I do. Yeah. What yeah. kind of art? Painting? Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, I do like uh, like spacescapes and stuff. Oh, that's fire. Yeah, You, you did that with your hands? Um, yeah, there's or, a video of me making computer. it online. No, no, this is me. I did it so you can even see the kind of the texture on so it. But I use an airbrush. in your hand. Oh, airbrush. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I use a, I do most of it with a with a paintbrush or with a hair dryer or with a. Um, but I do the space up with the um oh, with the airbrush. Dope. Yeah, that's dope. Because you know it's it's 2024, so everybody's creating shit with Photoshop and AI. So that's why I had to ask. You'll like, never get your be hands. able to actually make human art. I have this theory that like human made art will actually be even more important to certain people, right? Because art's know. always been in the eye of the beholder. There's always definitely been an innate value to art. So I don't think that AI will take over that fast. No, I don't think so either. I I completely yeah. agree. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so anyways, go go check me out on, on X. Um right now I'm on some really crazy satanic pedophile arc, um, which is actually legitimately real and it's terrifying. So um I'm gonna bring you back for that too. When you finish your your investigating on that, let me know. We're gonna bring you back on here so you can tell us all about that weird. We've show. already made there's already been arrests. So oh, we're doing good. Yeah. Right, um, yeah, go check it out. <laughs> yeah, put together, uh, you know, uh, some bullet points that you want to cover, and we'll bring you right back on the show. All right. Yeah, I appreciate you. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, right. this is BX on X, and I'll be right back after this short, brief commercial break. And we're going to take phone calls. Text Hotep your name to 202-596-5631. Text Hotep your name to 202-596-5631. I want to hear from you guys some of your conspiracy theories surrounding what we covered today during our discourse. I'll be right back. Envision a sanctuary where community and sustainability